Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, a strong and powerful Marsha Mantell. Marsha, are you ready to do this? Hey, George, I am. Excellent. Let's do this. Marsha is the principal of Mantell Retirement Consulting, Inc. She's a speaker and the author of What's the Deal with Social Security for Women? I'm excited to have you on. Marsha, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Oh, well, thanks, George. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, Personal life, wish it were more exciting. You know, I'm a baby boomer uh, looking forward to retirement. I have been working in the retirement industry for 30 years, which I cannot believe. Uh, I'm married to my college sweetheart, Dan. We've been married 37 years, and we have two amazing children. And as we just connected, they are both in Minnesota, loving it. So um, they're, they're great kids. Um, I started my business 15 years ago. I can't even believe how fast the time goes. And one of the main things I wanted to do when I stepped off of big corporate giant uh, financial America was I wanted to find a way to communicate more uh, more simply with people with consumers and particularly with baby boomers. You know, at that time, 15 years ago, more of us were still um, focused on actively saving, which is still super important. But over 15 years, you know what? You got 15 years older and that much closer to retirement. So my focus is really on that transition era when you're, and I, I call it turning the light switch on when you turn 50. Something happens at 50. And I think it's just that reality that, whoa, you know, Social Security and Medicare are only 15 years away. Right. Um, and, and it really gets close. But what do you do? How do you do it? You know, what, what decisions are you going to have to make? It's not very easy and we're not largely prepared for it. So that's what I try to help between large corporate clients that I have and financial advisors that I work with and direct to the consumer. Um, we all need to be better and smarter and faster and leap tall buildings, you know, to get our retirement thing right. And and I'm just trying to help people um, make smarter decisions. I appreciate that. And I tell you what, Marsha, this aging thing is happening to all of us. (laughs) It's a shocker, isn't it? I don't feel this old. (laughs) Over 15 years, you get 15 years older. I think that that is fantastic. Yes. And, And I, you know, I... I'm 41, and I recently I was like, you know what? I'm going to be 50 before you know it. I've got two young kids, and they're growing up yeah. so fast and everything else. So, yeah. I'll, well, I'll, my young, my young kid told me at 50, she goes, Mom, you're halfway to 100. It's like, you know, hey, thanks, Lindsay. Wow. Hadn't thought about that. You're, you're really good at math, dear. 
<laughs> Very impressive. Uh, yeah. Nice. So look out. You've got that in your future. Yeah, that's exactly right. No, nothing's going to stop you. So I, I, I certainly, I certainly uh, appreciate everything you just said and that, that 50, I... I imagine for for people that probably aren't thinking about money all the time, it is that sort of that light switch or panic sets in, whatever it might be. So, so how 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 do you sort of start the conversation? Is it a matter of you know I need really need to learn the basics first? Yeah, I am big on grounding knowledge. I guess I'd say, Um, you know, what's interesting is (laughs) everyone seems to be an authority on their money, which is fine with their money. But then when it comes to these big government programs and you start the, and usually the conversation starts with someone asking me a question, something (laughs) often snarky, like, well, you know, social security isn't going to be there. Mm. So, you know, dot, 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 or, you know, we we're working awfully hard and want to retire early. Um, that's great. Do you have a plan? No, we don't have a plan. We're just going to retire early. (laughs) So, you know, you can kind of take those questions and even people who don't ask them, you sort of know that's what's on their minds. Um, And sometimes they're just uncomfortable or don't even know how to start a conversation. So, you know, headlines are always a good way. Um, You know, did you see this in the news or did you hear that? Um, And you can launch into a pretty healthy conversation at that point. And very quickly, um, it's interesting, the difference between the men and the women, the men will be very vocal, you know, and and sort of confident in their uh, way they ask their questions or way they want to receive information. The women tend to wait sort of in the back of the room, they're waiting their turn. And then they come up and very quietly ask a question that starts a conversation. And I find that quite fascinating. Um, but we get to the same place, you know, right. it doesn't really matter how you ask the questions or what you want to know The the bravery is in asking the first question because for most people, that's also so admitting, you know, that you don't know something that, you know, is important to know. So I try to take all that sting out of it. I don't care what you know or what you don't know. You know, what's your question? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in, Figuring out what it is you are interested in, and That's and, right. and, and we will arrive at the conclusion. I will in, empower you with information. What you do with it? That's right. Who who, who, who knows? Who knows? So, yeah. so if you would give us a little bit of ben- or, uh, background on on how how benefits are actually calculated. Oh sure, uh, Social Security is a, a social insurance program, and so what that means is. Um, these actuaries who are just incredibly smart, you know, they have to figure out how do we take a certain amount of money that you have contributed and make it last for some unknown period of time, you know, a long time in retirement. In our case, you know, today, our longevity is quite long for, for men on average, they're living till their late eighties, women till their early nineties and then beyond. So how do you make this money last? Well, the formula or the general gist of social security is first it's a pay to play system. And that's really important for people. This is not a handout. This is the old, um, I was just reading some of the social security history recently for a paper I was writing. And there are 
there's commentary back from the 1930s where the congressmen were saying, well, we can't have this be a program where anyone's on the dole. You know, this is very much a you pay in while you're working so that you can get a benefit when you are not working in your older age. So the, the calculation works that you need to contribute for 40 quarters of your work history. Today, it's really calculated at 10 years. They do not have to be consecutive years. So you just have to be working and paying into Social Security over 10 years. That's your minimum amount. When you get to the point of retirement, the calculation looks at your highest 35 years of earnings. And Social Security will index those earnings and they put everything on an equal playing field. Excuse me, my first um, Social Security paid work was in 1979. I made $125 that year. I don't want that number going into my calculation, right? right? So (laughs) we're going to take that one out. Or if you have years of zeros, you want those out. So Social Security makes those adjustments for you. And they take your highest 35 years of adjusted earnings, they average them. And that's called your AIME, A-I-M-E, Average Index Monthly Earnings. And that number is important because that's your foundation upon which the benefit calculation will occur. And then what happens is that Amy gets split into three bands. It's similar to how our taxes are structured, that we have these um, certain percentages per band. And your Amy gets split up and your benefit is calculated. So, you know, at the high, high end, so someone who's earning the most money you can earn, a million dollars a year, let's say, they're capped at the taxable wage base. That's how much you pay your Social Security taxes on. So, the very most Social Security benefit that is awarded this year, 2020, is about $2,800. This is meant to be a social safety net, you know, a modest amount of income to provide you, the worker, and your spouse with some foundational income as you move into retirement and, frankly, are no longer employed or employable. So that's all it was ever meant to be, was this um, foundation. And upon that, you would have either a pension, if you're in the public sector, and there's still a fair amount of pensions out there, um, or your own savings, that you need to bring those together to ultimately create your income. Got it. I appreciate that. Sure. So I don't know what year it, 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 it was, and now I'm... Now I'm going back to the conversation about how men ask you questions about Social Security, and I'm going to try to re, I'm going to try to re, uh, reconfirm my question. Uh, I, 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 I seem to remember that there used to be a lot of different strategies for claiming Social Security, and there were some changes. And this has happened in the last ten years. Is that? Yeah, even more recent, 2015 the Bipartisan Budget Act of 2015 changed Social Security um, claiming strategies for married couples and divorced people. Um, There were these two strategies that were were mistakes. They were, um, it's interesting when you get onto the 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 way these programs work these are all laws these are tax laws essentially but there's also employment laws and what happened and i this one i don't remember the year but it was back in the 80s um older folks wanted to keep working 
But age 65 was a mandatory retirement age for almost every company. So you, even if you were, you know, feeling young and vibrant at 65, you know, there was the door. The, the employers had a mandatory retirement age. So you could not keep working. Well, then that changed, you know, as the boomers started really making noise and, and making change. So we opened up the door to let older workers work. But what that didn't happen was there wasn't a coordination with Social Security at that time just to notice that it had a loophole, that if you were 65, so long as you were 65 or your full retirement age, you could file for your claim and suspend it immediately. It was a, a, a one-two punch right out of the gate. So, you know, we'll take my husband, Dan. If he filed at his full retirement age um, but kept working and didn't want his money, why would he do that? Well, what it did, it opened the gate for me, his wife, to get my spousal benefit. So it's this rather complicated series of steps that were just missed as, the, as laws on one hand were changing, it didn't close loopholes on the other hand. Got well, anyway, that got, that got caught up. Um, and people were using it as a big strategy. And frankly, it was very favorable. Um, it's, it was, we called it in the industry, the claim now, claim more later. Well, that's in, in definite violation, if you will, of the intent of Social Security. It wasn't meant for you to claim some money today and they got a whole bunch more tomorrow. You know, it's really about being fair and providing a modest social safety net, not about building an empire. So that got closed in 2015. And just as of this year, well, actually the end of 2019, the last of the restricted applications, so spouses who could just get their spousal benefit first, that also has end, effectively ended. There's a few stragglers still, but basically you had to be born in 1953 or earlier for these provisions to apply to you, Got but it. they're closed now. Okay. Yeah. So what are the primary strategies for, for women who are, who are just, well, married, divorced, single for claiming mm -hmm. Social Security? Yeah, well, the first is it's understanding that claiming Social Security is a decision, and it's a really big financial decision. What what happens out in the in the world when I meet with you know regular wonderful working folks? By the time you're 60, you're getting pretty tired. A lot of these women, especially, are in highly physical jobs. They're teachers running around with little kids all day, or they're nurses, you know, running through the hospitals and, you know, helping save people every day. High stress physical jobs. You're really tired at 60. So, what do they know? What they know is you can claim Social Security at 62, and they are just barely hang it on you know it's like oh my god i'm almost 62 i've got the countdown going and i'm gonna quit my job at 62 and claim my social security whoa ladies we need to not do that and that's because we're making an incredibly important financial decision really early in our retirement years in fact before we're retired that will dog us in our 80s and 90s so the other end of the equation is I hear from the women in their 80s and 90s going, oh my gosh, I get so little from Social Security. If only I had known. Right. And that just, you just stop in your tracks like, oh no, either they or their husbands claimed early and that locks you in to your smallest monthly payment. 
that you're allowed. You know, you don't get to have high payments when you grab early. You know, that's just, it, it just doesn't work that way. Right. Because again, this money has to stretch over many, many years, you know, three decades in many cases. So the key strategy for women is know and understand that this is a financial decision that lasts for 30 years. Um, second thing is, for a strategy, and, and the ladies always laugh at this, talk to your husbands, <laughs> you know, or your wife if you're, you're in a same-sex couple. You know, you got to talk to your spouse and really have an in-depth conversation around what Social Security means early on in retirement, what it means later on, and what happens when the first of you dies. You know, that is not your usual Saturday night lovely conversation over, no. you know, a nice dinner. But you've got to find a time and have that conversation because it's about protecting some of your income and your ability to, to have things when you're much older. Um, you know, my folks are pretty young right now. They're in their early 80s. But my in-laws are turning 95 and 96. Wow. That is a long time that they've been on Social Security. That is a long time. Yeah. So, and more and more people think about your own family, yeah. right? Someone in the family has lived a long time and I always challenge people. It's like, well, if you're living a long time, will you be eating? <laughs> you know, they look at me funny, like, what oh. are you, an idiot? It's like, no, really? Will you be eating? Do you need your lights on? Yeah. You know, you might not be traveling the world at that point or training for a marathon, but you have to keep the lights on and you have to keep food on the table. Well, and I, you have more health care needs. How, so, how much was your annual salary with with uh, your first job? 125 bucks. Well, the, there you go. So 30 years, yeah. a lot of things years. can happen. That's right. <clears throat> yeah, so hopefully that helps some of your, your listeners that this is a key decision. Talk to your husbands and, and consider, strongly consider the um, – the differences in the amounts you get when you claim at what's called your full retirement age. That's the age, today it's between 66 and 67. Um, when you reach that age, Social Security deems you to be retired. Hmm. And that means you get your optimal benefit. That's your calculated benefit. Um, if you can wait a little longer because you're still working, great. You get a little bit of bonus. But if you draw early, you lock in a permanent penalty, a permanently reduced amount of income. And that, you know, go in with your eyes wide open. Yeah, truly understanding what the difference in monthly benefit is, 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 is enormous. And then over time. So I, I, I appreciate right. that. So making sure that you understand what it is, talking to your family, loved ones about the decision. Are there other strategies that, that you'd like to make sure people think about? Um, let's see for divorced folks, actually, this is important and often not known. Um, when you were married to someone and the marriage didn't work out, there's still an opportunity for many divorced individuals to claim on their ex. So what that means is, um, maybe you were married in the seventies and into the eighties. You have to be married for 10 years or longer to the same person. Um, and, and meet a few other rules. Each of you has to be 62. You had to be divorced for two years or longer. Um, and you have not remarried. So if that describes you, you are eligible to claim on your ex's work record if it gives you more benefit, more monthly income. 
um, because it works really like you're the spouse. And the, the thinking here, the, the background to that is um, if you're married to someone for 10 years or longer, you formed an economic union sure. in the household. You know, whether both of you worked or, you know, one of you stayed home to care for the children or whatnot. Um, that that was the way you operated your your financial household. That the marriage didn't end up surviving is a whole different story. But because you had that that years, you know, those years together, you are eligible to claim on that X. And it can make a huge difference for many women in particular, sometimes for the men, but still with these with the baby boomers, um, and those folks moving into social security years, there's still a lot of what I'll call the traditional family arrangement. Right, where even if both of them worked, he made a lot more than she did. So the the wife or the ex-wife is entitled as a spouse to one half of his benefit. And if you can wait until your full retirement age, maybe you're eligible for $1,000 on your own work record, which is great. You worked. You know, it's just you didn't have as high paying a job or you were out of the workforce for many years raising children. So maybe you get 1000 but you would be eligible for $1,300 on your ex. That's more money and more is more. You know, that's a good thing. So what I find is many, many divorced women in particular didn't have any idea that they were eligible and that this would boost their monthly payment. The men also didn't know but they're interesting because their more immediate reaction is very often wait a minute, you're telling me my ex can claim on me and now I'm not going to get my benefit? It's like, oh, no, no, no. No, please don't worry about that. Right. Your benefit is yours. When you've earned it, that's yours. And you keep the full amount. It's just that others, the way Social Security was structured, was to protect, and back in the 30s, this was really to protect women um, and divorced women or widows, not the men, actually. That took longer for them to get these protections. It. But it was to, to protect the, you know, the divorced woman at that time and even today. Uh, but it does nothing to the husband's, the ex-husband's benefit amount. He still gets his full amount. If he has remarried, the new spouse gets her full spousal benefit. But as an ex, you also are entitled. If you meet the rules, you're entitled to probably a larger amount than you knew. And uh, the, the one strategy that, that women talk about is or, or are concerned about, it's, well, a process point really is, uh, well, what do I say to him? Like, well, you don't say anything to him. <laughs> this, you don't call your ex that you haven't talked to in 25 years and say, hey, can I claim on your own social security benefit? This is not between the exes. This is strictly between the divorced person and the social security administration. Um, and, it, and it's not very hard to do. You take in your divorce decree, you set up an appointment with SSA, or you call them first and find out what they need for documents. And you basically bring in some documents, your divorce decree, the marriage certificate, um, you know, proof that you know who you are, you know, birth certificate or passport. And they will do the calculations for you and let you know under which record you get the most money. So it's, it's really a very private conversation. And you get to, you know, really keep that between you and the Social Security Administration. Got it. Nice. That's yeah. important information right there. So I love it. 
Well, Marsha, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Where can they get a copy of the book? Well, thank you for asking. Well, I've been writing a blog for many years called BoomerRetirementBriefs.com. And on that blog, you'll find out a lot more about what baby boomers are doing in their retirement and some technical content as well. Um, so, But it's a, a more fun and lighthearted way to uh, think about retirement. And then my book is What's the Deal with Social Security for Women? And it's available on BarnesandNoble.com and Amazon.com in both paperback and e-books. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Marsha your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to Boomer Retirement Boomer Retirement Briefs. Yep. com. Check out the blog and pick up the book. Obviously at Amazon, but also BarnesandNoble.com. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Marsha. You're very welcome, George. Thanks for having me on. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.